Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I currently go to school full-time at Concordia University studying communication studies. I do YouTube, I have this podcast, I do Instagram blogging, I have two small businesses and I do podcast and video editing on the side. Now that's a little bit about me, this podcast Behind the Girl Boss, like it's called, I love to talk to women who are empowering in the business world, social media world, in their career paths, whatever it may be. I love to learn about people's journeys, their stories, where they are in their journey and how they got to where they are and all those fun things. So that's what this podcast is about. If you're interested, don't forget to subscribe or follow. We would love to have you here. Now, before we get into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Hectic, for sponsoring this podcast. I mean, we're all finding ourselves spending a lot more time at home, and that may or may not be ending soon, honestly. Like, who really knows? But instead of binging another show on Netflix, because honestly, who can really handle another crime drama right now? Because I certainly can. Have you thought about putting your skills to use as a freelancer? Hectic can help you do that. I've been poking around on Hectic, and I can see that it has tools like time tracking, a proposal builder, invoicing, project management, and literally so much more. All built specifically to help freelancers start run or grow their business check out gethecticapp.com slash behind the girl boss and see if hectic can help you run a freelance business your first client on the platform is free and if you sign up through the gethecticapp.com slash behind the girl boss you'll be supporting me in this podcast again that's gethecticapp.com slash behind the girl boss so before we jump into today's episode and today's topic and just start chatting away we are going to do our journal prompt of the week or of the day or whatever you want to call it, whenever you want to write it. Um, and today's journal prompt is, what is one thing that you would like to change about the world? I feel like there are so many things that we can want to change. I don't know if us by ourselves are going to be able to change those things. I feel like if we come together as a community, there are so many things that we can change such as climate change, equal rights, LGBT plus community, having more awareness around things in the community, trans rights, like Black Lives Matter. There are so many things that deserve so much more attention than they're getting and so much more of a community to stand by them and so much more of a society to want to root for them and want to help them and want to be involved in the issues that they're having and to just kind of come out of this a better and brighter and stronger community there's so many things that we can talk about there's so many things you can write about so i want you to sit there right now and think about one problem or one issue or one community that needs that extra help right now or needs that extra push or needs that extra attention upon them we just write about it write about that issue problem or community write about what you would want to do for it write about ways that you can possibly actually do those things that you want to do and just free write as much as you want or as little as you want. I think this is just a really important topic and I think it would be really beneficial for all of us to just kind of like realize what we want to help and who we want to help and how we can possibly do that because literally you might think oh I can't help this community right now but when you're writing you think of an idea and then you're like oh I actually I can do that and I think it would just be really cool to like write about it and if you want to share with me what you write about, please be free or feel free to do that. My DMs are always open. And yeah, so I guess without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So today's episode is going to be a bit of a different episode. It is not going to be my typical interview-based episode. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about something that is on my mind and something that I am very passionate about and I'm very 
concerned about, I guess. And that would be protecting your mental health while also being on social media. If you're in my position, and a lot of you guys that do listen to this podcast are, you are trying to have a career in social media, in the entertainment world, business world, and that involves a lot, a lot, a lot of time on social media, on these social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, whatever it may be. We are spending so much of our time on these apps that it kind of consumes us in a way. And it can really, really, really affect our mental health. And I kind of just wanted to talk about it, be open about it, open the floor to it, open my platform to it. Just talk about how social media can really affect one's mental health and how we can kind of navigate around that and kind of help ourselves not be consumed by social media and not get lost in this world and how to just like be better and I know it's hard trust me I mean I I'm also in this boat where I'm like I want to be on social media 24 7 I want to be working towards my goal and I kind of like have lost myself in social media and I have lost sometimes the love that I have for social media. I'm on the site fifthstreetcounseling.org and there's a section that's talking about the effects of social media on mental health. And these are just a few things that can happen to your mental health when you're using social media a lot. So the first one is perceived social isolation. Let me me put my glasses on because I cannot see the screen right now. Um, Studies have shown that there's a correlation between the amount of time spent on social media and perceived social isolation. When users spend more time engaging in the virtual world, they can forget how to engage in real-world encounters. I can tell you that I really felt this way, especially during like the lockdown in my city where we weren't able to really do anything and we were stuck at home for a while. And I was literally only on social media and my only social interactions was, was with my family, essentially. And when I went back to work, I was like, how do you talk to people? How do you approach someone? How do you like, how do you just talk to someone? And it was the weirdest feeling because I used to do that every single day or like almost every single day. Um, and like when I went back, I was just like, how, how do you do this? How do you, how, how, please, please tell me how, because I need, I don't know. I need to know. Um, so that is something definitely that I have seen in my own life. And then there is lowered self-esteem. With the constant influx of picture-perfect people living in an ideal world, it's very easy to play the comparison game. But many don't realize that these images are curated and the bar for success is set unrealistically high. I mean, yeah, 100%. A lot of people on social media, so a lot of influencers, YouTubers, content creators, really choose to show their highlights in their life. It's like, Their Instagrams are their highlight reel. I definitely used to be this way. I used to only show the good things in my life, the pretty things, the aesthetic things. And that was for my YouTube and my Instagram. And then at one point I was like, you know what? Why why can't I be real? Why can't I be authentic? Why can't I talk about real things? Why can't I show when I'm having a bad day? Why can't I show myself vulnerable? Why can't I show myself sad? Why can't I show myself not loving my body? Why can't I show myself doing all these things that are in my everyday life? instead of just showing the highlights. And once I did that switch, and once I was able to be 100% authentically myself and show my good days and my bad days and everything in between, I have gotten so many messages from people saying that I'm more relatable, that they can relate to me, that my content has helped them. And that's honestly all I really wanna do. I just wanna help people and I want people to be like feel heard and feel like they connect 
like they can connect with me. I don't want someone to come on my Instagram and be like, oh my God, her life is perfect. I wish I had her life because honestly, my life is not perfect. And I don't think anyone's life is actually perfect. I think we all deal with our own issues. We all deal with, we all deal with something and it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to show people that your life is not perfect because that makes you more relatable. That makes people be able to connect with you more. And it makes people like you more, honestly. When people's lives are perfect, sometimes I unfollow them. Or when I see that people's lives are perfect or when they only show the highlights, I unfollow them because I'm like, I cannot relate to this. I am not enjoying this and I don't want to see it. Be authentic, be vulnerable, be your true self and show your highs and your lows for your audience. The next thing is less physical activity. When social media becomes an addiction, it can take time away from doing other physical activities. In turn, this removes the release of endorphins that are brought about from the healthy activity. The dopamine burst comes from a notification, and this addiction is neither reliable nor healthy. Honestly, this is 110% true. Um, Even to this day, right now, if I get a notification saying someone liked my picture, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be content. I'm going to be like, yes, someone liked my picture, blah, blah, blah. And that's like my happiness, and I shouldn't rely on that. And I have had a decrease of physical activity. activity, And I can't tell you if it's because of the pandemic or because I literally am just lazy. Um, But I have had less physical activity, but I do plan on getting back on that train, getting back on that vibe, getting back into a healthier lifestyle. But I can really see how physical activity can be decreased because of social media. And the next one is decreased concentration. Social media platforms are not only addictive, but they also are distracting. The constant need to engage, get likes, and consume information can distract from more important activities such as learning. 1000% true, especially during online school, guys. Like, I don't know if you guys are okay with online school, but I am absolutely hating it. I'm not a fan. I'm not loving it. It's really just like not my vibe and it's not my jam and it's not what I'm loving. Um, And I... 100% can see me getting more distracted, more confused, forgetting deadlines, forgetting I have things due because I'm like, oh, let me look on my Instagram. Oh, let me scroll on TikTok for three hours. Oh, let me finish a YouTube video. Let me do this. Let me do that. And while these things like YouTube and Instagram do make me money and are a part of my job, I feel like I use it to an extent where I am doing more things on there than doing schoolwork sometimes. And that can be really bad. And I think I need to change that. And I do have concentration problems. I have ADD. Um, I have been clinically diagnosed with ADD. And that's already something. And then the added social media addictiveness that I have sometimes really comes into play. And it's just, it's a tough little thing to navigate. And I think it's, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. And it's definitely something that we can all learn, navigate, and just figure out. And the last one is sleep deprivation. Research has shown that up to 60% of teenagers and young adults use their screens right before bed. I am guilty of that. This can have a negative impact on the ability to sleep because of the blue light and influx of information. Sleep Sleep deprivation, or I think that's how you say it, is one of the biggest contributors to depression. Sleep is something that I cherish a lot and I try my hardest to sleep early. I mean, I'm recording this podcast at 10.48 p.m., which um, maybe isn't the best thing to do because I'm going to be talking for a minute. Um, I mean, my solo episodes are usually shorter than my guest ones, but all this to say, I am sitting in a bright room. I am on my phone with my laptop also open. So there is so much light coming into my eyes right now on my head that I will not be able to just 
finish recording this episode and go lay in bed and fall asleep. That's not, that's not how it works for me. That's not, no, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. (laughs) Um, and I know a lot of people do suffer from this. A lot of my friends do have trouble falling asleep or going to sleep, um, because of social media and because scrolling on it, like during quarantine, like during the lockdown where I wasn't even able to leave my house for work, I would spend like three, four hours before going to bed, just scrolling endlessly on TikTok. And my phone was so close to my face. The blue lights must have like literally went to the back of my brain and I would never be able to fall asleep. Um, So that is definitely something that I can see affecting your mental health. So from, like I said, the site fifthstreetcounseling.org, their main indicators that social media has taken a toll on your life are like I said perceived social isolation lowered self-esteem less physical activity decreased concentration and sleep deprivation and now we're going to talk about how we can protect our mental health the first thing says to spend less time online this is easier said than done when picking up your phone is second nature there are several applications to help you monitor how much time you spend on social media thereby introducing accountability You can also choose to switch off your phone at certain times of the day, don't bring your phone to the dinner table or to bed, and disable social media notifications. That is is a little hard. I would say spend less time online. I would either, um, when I'm doing schoolwork, put my phone away, or before I go to bed. At one point, honestly, I was trying to read before going to bed every night. Um, It lasted for three days, and then um, I don't really know. It kind of just fell off. Um, Maybe I should try and like, do that again and pick that um up again but honestly spending less time on social media is something that is super important and something that we need to decrease um so there are things like screen time that you can track you can put a limit on how many time how many hours you can use certain applications in a day it's i'm I mean, I get you it is difficult it is hard out here um i yeah spending less time on online is super important and I need to find out how to fit that into my lifestyle. The next one is to use social media intentionally. The next time that you pick up your phone and open Instagram, ask yourself why. If the answer is boredom or habit, then you may want to change your focus. Social media does have several positive attributes, but these benefits are drowned in the negative when using social media becomes mindless. Honestly, there have been times where I literally put my phone down, 20 seconds later, I click it, and pick it up and I have nothing to do like there's not like there's no 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 like there's no notifications there's no one texting me no one calling me and I just pick it up to pick it up and then I'm like what am I doing like why do I need my phone in my hands I literally just put it down and it's it's weird it's scary it's like become like a habit and it's become something that like I feel like I need to do I always need to have my phone in my hand I always need to be checking my social media platforms but I really don't I really really don't and I've been trying to realize that like when I put my phone down, I put my phone down and I turn it over so that nothing like intrigues me to go to it. Like, I feel like sometimes I really just do check my phone to just be checking my phone for no other reason. And that's not okay. That's not good. And I need to fix that. Another one is connect more with friends offline. Social media is a fantastic tool to make friends, but the value of an offline friendship is an, is irreplaceable. Setting aside, setting aside time to spend with family and friends offline and away from your phones can do wonders for mental health. During COVID-19 and social distancing, this may be a little bit difficult. In this case, a video call with a loved one can be more productive than mindless scrolling, which is 100% true. I have been doing FaceTimes with my friends that live across the world, um, and it's just, it's a different vibe. Like, instead of me sitting on my phone, scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or YouTube for hours and hours, I could be talking to people and having, like, a social interaction. So I totally agree with that one. 
Another one from another site that I've just been scrolling on is to take regular breaks from your desktop or your phone. So sometimes, you know, you just got to put your phone away or your laptop away or your iPad away. Just literally put it in a corner. Don't look at it. Don't even pretend it's not there and do something. Read a book, journal, color, draw, paint, sleep even. Like watch a movie. Go outside and sit there and read a book like I just said. Like take time to do things that don't require screen time. It will definitely help. Another one is to turn off notifications, which is something that I will never be able to do. I'm sorry. Um, I need to be notified when things happen. I'm crazy like that. And I don't know. I like to see when like people interact with me and I like to see if people follow me or if they like my picture, or if they post or things like that. Like I like to see notifications. Sometimes they can be overbearing, but I could just put my phone on do not disturb instead of literally closing all the notifications. So that's something that we can all try or we can all like kind of try to implement into our lives um it's a little bit hard but you know what it'll be okay another one is to control your social media feeds this is something that i need to do but it's like unfollowing accounts that don't make you feel good and i actually did that recently i went on a little instagram unfollow spree where i unfollowed a lot of accounts that either made me unhappy or i was comparing myself to them too much or i was like i want to be you i want to change my lifestyle to be like your lifestyle And that's not okay and that's not healthy and we have to realize that our lives are precious and our lives are unique and they're special and we we got to do what we got to do. And if you have to unfollow someone because they're not making you feel good about yourself or they're making you unhappy or whatever it may be, do it. If it's a friend and you don't want to unfollow them, you can mute them for the time being. You can mute them for a week and go back and unmute them. It's just really beneficial to protect our mental health and only fill our feeds with things that do make us happy and things that do will not make us like regret going on social media that day or feel worse about ourselves or anything like that unfollow accounts that do not make you happy and also there's ways to mute words that trigger or upset you so if someone uses a hashtag that says skinny gal or skinny tea or something like that you can actually go into your settings and mute that word so if someone for example on twitter uses a word that triggers you or you are not happy to see that and you don't want to see that you can mute it on Twitter and you won't see that ever on your timeline. And that can be very, very beneficial. And another thing is to follow accounts that inspire you and make you feel good. I love accounts that I love accounts that have coffee. I love accounts that have interior design. I love accounts that talk about fun things. So I try to fill my feed with the accounts that are inspiring, that make me feel good. And that like, I want to see every day when I wake up and I want to be like, I want their content shoved in my face, honestly. Um, So I try to follow accounts that will only make me happy and will only make me feel good about myself and will only make me feel better about my content and just want to thrive in the world. You know what I mean? Another thing is to prioritize self-care. Make sure you take at least one day a week to just have some self-care. Take a bath, do a face mask, read in bed, drink coffee, have a movie night whatever it may be. Self-care is honestly amazing. And it's just literally you prioritizing your well-being so that you can take on anything that life throws at you. Like taking care of your, taking care of yourself and your brain and your mind and your body will literally go such a long way. I'm not even joking, guys. Like taking care of yourself is so important and it's so important. And the last tip that I have is to find time for daily meditation. I have been doing meditation every single day when I wake up and it's honestly been a game changer. 
just waking up, listening to a guided meditation, saying positive affirmations, doing things like that has really impacted my life and has really just helped me have such good energy and such a mood booster for the mornings. And it's just, it's great. It's game changer. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Meditation is really good. You can follow so many accounts on YouTube that are literally meditation accounts and they will guide you through meditations. They will guide you through what you should be thinking, what you should be saying, all those fun things. So honestly, this episode is very short, but it's just to tell you guys to prioritize your mental health, that your mental health is important. Don't let social media consume you so much that you literally want to cry or you literally don't want to be on social media anymore. Social media is our jobs in some cases, and we need to prioritize our mental health just like you would in a regular job, whether it be retail, nine to five, whatever it may be. You want to prioritize your mental health in those cases, prioritize your mental health in social media also. There's no harm in doing that. And honestly, it'll really help. And I really just want us to all be safe in a good space and happy and just vibe in. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really, really do hope you guys enjoyed it. And do not forget to check out Hectic. I will leave the link in my show notes below. It is gethecticapp.com slash behindthegirlboss. Go check them out. I would love for you to support them and support this podcast and all those fun things. If you want to support me, please don't be shy. You can follow me on Instagram, either at behindthegirlboss or at it's Amanda Wan. You can also follow me on YouTube, it's Amanda Wan. And don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast. Don't forget to leave a review in the description. It really does help the podcast and its growth. And I will hear you next time.